Sports Complex. Afternoons 5 to 7. Hell yeah! On the Horn. Sports Complex on a Tuesday afternoon on today's show. We'll get into more Texas football as we get ready for a big game against Kansas as Texas takes on the best Big 12 opponent so far. It's the second. Kansas is better. The ranked opponent you're taking on this week. Going to be a big game. We'll get more into that. Patrick's Big Fat Poll of the Day. Nancy Lee Paul was on Jim Rome. Play some of that interview as we get you more ready for Kansas. Of course, all of your texts all show long. 512-337-3776. Little NBA news tonight, today. Maybe get into it, a little NFL news. Whatever you guys feel like talking about, we'll talk about on the show today. 512-337-3776 is the text number. We may be changing that up. We may be changing it up a little bit later this week, but as of right now, 512-337-3776 to text with me right now. Keep you guys drive the show. We'll keep it going. You guys drive the show with me every single day. And I appreciate it. Uh, let's get in to talking about some Texas football uh, this week. You got the you got the win over Baylor, and normally we you know we try and take a little bit more time to look at the win at Baylor. We'll we'll kind of look back at last week, but we'll keep moving forward uh, against a big matchup against Kansas. Uh, this is a team with a quarterback where you're gonna have to be prepared for anything. You know, Jalen Daniels is a guy that we know can run the ball. Uh, we know can be elusive. He hadn't really shown it in non-conference play. He didn't have a lot of rushing yards, so it wasn't as big of an issue. He was doing a lot with his arms uh, in week one of Big 12 play against uh, BYU. They kind of shut down the passing game a little bit better, so he did use his legs some more. I don't know if that was something where you were trying to save it for Big 12. Uh, I don't think – I'll give Leopold and, and Kansas credit that I don't think they're going to come out with the – Dave Aranda, win one game, let's beat Texas. I don't think that's quite their MO this year. I think they want to be ranked. I think they want to be competing for a Big 12 championship. So you want to beat Texas, but it's not a win one game type of season for this Kansas team. This is a let's go play a game. We believe we can hang with the number three team in the nation, the Texas Longhorns. I think they think they can because of past, you know, past experience. I think they know they can hang with Texas. Now this Texas team's better. This Texas team's much more equipped for it. But they know they can hang. So this is not the same kind of look that you're going to get a lot of the Big 12 if we have to beat Texas this is the biggest game on our schedule. I think Lance Leopold has this team a little bit more ready to be consistent, to push through. They're going to get pumped up. You know you're coming to Austin. You know you're coming into a hostile territory. But I think that, you know, it's good for them to be ranked. It's good that Texas can look at this on the schedule and say this is a big game. You know, Sark was asked straight up about it. We'll play this. Sark was asked straight up if it was a trap game because you do have Oklahoma coming up. 
And normally, Oklahoma is the game everybody's looking forward to. Normally, you would say, oh, Texas OU is the weekend, and whatever you play before it, and Kansas isn't that team. I don't think that is the case as much this year. I think Kansas is a legit team that could compete for the Big 12 championship. I think there are, you know, there's only three ranked Big 12 teams right now. I think there's two more that could be on the edge. They may be more qualified than some Pac-12 teams that are in there. But, man, you know, that's my media bias. <laughs> we'll get rid of the media bias of how there's six ranked Pac-12 teams. Just nonsense. Uh, but I do think that that the, the Kansas is a good team. And the fact that they are now ranked, the fact that they are undefeated coming into this game, really makes it a lot easier for Texas to focus on this game. Sark was asked, though, if this is a trap game, and here is his response. I appreciate that question. I feel like it was a setup, Ed, but so thank you. Thanks. Uh, I, I think this. I think this is a top 25 matchup of two undefeated teams, uh, both very good. Um, and in our mind, like we posted today, this, this is we're playing for first place, right? And, and our goal is to, is to, you know, get to Arlington in December to compete for a Big 12 championship game. And this game is going to matter a lot in if we have that opportunity or not. And so this game has got our undivided attention. Again, we talked about it at length with the team this morning, that, that our focus is on the next mission. And, and, and Kansas is the next mission. And they need all of our attention. They're a very good football team. And so I don't feel that at all. I haven't heard one word about next week. And so that, that's a good thing. You know, it's not like I had to stop anybody anywhere to say, hey, no, no, no. Uh, our guys are focused. And, and they know what it's going to take. And all we have to do is turn the tape on of Kansas. They're, they're 4-0 for a reason. It's not by fluke. These guys are playing very good football right now. And that's really where I'm going to start is what's so important about this game for Texas is not discounting the Alabama game. Alabama has a good enough offense. We know that Milrow is you know, not the quarterback they're used to having, but they still have a very good run game. They still have some electric wide receivers. But I feel like this is the first game where your defense may be more important than your offense. In every game, defense is extremely important. You want to have that, that balanced attack. This is a game for, for the defense where they should be pumped up because they really get to strut their stuff this week. They get to come out. They got to work hard this week. But that this defense... If you're able to come out and play a really solid game against a Kansas team that people are thinking highly of right now, and you're able to kind of slow them down, if you're able to slow down Jalen Daniels, and you're able to show that this defense is not just good for the Big 12, they are good, they're in a, a next-level defense. I think that's what PK wants to show. I think that's what Texas wants to show. And so you're going to need everybody in all your, uh, your different positions to step up and play at a higher level and really shut things down. And depending on where you're looking on this defense, I think there are certain ways you can attack. We talked yesterday about the deep threat and that people have found if you can kind of get your guys and switch around and get get your uh, speedy receivers onto a safety, you've got a shot. That Texas is going to have to clear that up because you know Kansas is going to be coming after that, right? You know Kansas is going to be trying to have explosive plays. They don't necessarily want drawn-out drives with a Texas team that is that is that is bigger, that is going to come at you and is going to wear you down as the game goes on. They don't necessarily want to put Jalen Daniels out there in the fourth quarter with an O-line that's kind of beat up from taking so many plays and Texas being able to shuffle and, and rotate. And Sark talked on Monday about the safety position because he's getting a little bit of flack now because teams are seeing that Jay can go over the top. and People are seeing that they can go over the top. And Sark has been rotating safeties. He doesn't really like to rotate his wide receivers. 
Even with C.J. Baxter, I don't know how much of an injury it is, but he, he doesn't rotate his running backs a ton. He, you know, he definitely doesn't really want to rotate offensive linemen. He doesn't really want to rotate a lot of positions. But he is pretty strongly that he wants to get a lot of these safeties playing time. And I know he likes to switch them out for different packages and different personnel groups. But Sark likes to switch out his safeties. Here's Sark talking about that. Something that you're going to have to watch this week to see if the right personnel groups are in because it's something that Kansas is definitely going to be looking at. No, Catalan's not on a pitch count. You know, we, we rotate our guys predicated on, like I said, we're, I think we're five deep at that position, and we're extremely fortunate. Um, and I think that that not only serves us well short-term in-game, I think it serves us well long-term throughout a, a grueling season. Um, we've got some really veteran players. We've got a, some young players. I thought Derek Williams had his best game Saturday. Um, playing at a high level, a lot of confidence in covering people. So the game sometimes and the style of game dictate kind of who plays more, when, and how. But uh, we're, we're fortunate at that position. So the safeties, you're going to need – and this is, I think, part of the problem is Catalan's out there, but I think he doesn't fully trust him in everything. I think he really likes Catalan in some situations, but he may get beat over the top. Jaron Thompson, definitely we know he's great in covering up. You know, he's great in a lot of things, but he may get beat over the top. Michael Taft, you know, is amazing football IQ, may get beat over the top. So I think he's trying to work some of these younger guys in because he knows he may need them against certain teams this year, and Kansas might be one of them, that he may switch up and kind of change that safety rotation a little bit more to try and get some guys in on third and longs, you know, where you know that they're going to try and take these shots, or maybe even first downs when you know they may take a shot over the top. You know, any play where you think, okay, they're definitely, you know, this is a play where they may go for it. They may take that big shot on us. You're going to have to, you may be switching out safeties. I think he's been trying to play that angle a little bit and figure out who he feels good at at deep coverage and have them in at the right place. And then, you know, when you have third and shorts, you don't necessarily play them as much in those situations. That's where you can bring in a Taff or a Jaron Thompson that can play, that can do a really good job of covering up and bringing you there, and if as long as they're able to keep the guys in front of them, they're doing pretty well. But the safeties are going to be an issue because we know that they're going to that Leopold and, and this Kansas team and Jalen Daniels are going to attack them. The defensive line, I'm not as worried about. We saw what they did against Baylor, and yes, Baylor, Dave Aranda likes to recruit a different type of player. He doesn't necessarily like the bigger guys. Kansas gets a little bit bigger. You know, you get them corn fed boys out in Kansas. You may be able to get a little more out there. Here's Sark talking about the defensive line. I, I think Sweat and Murphy are critical, um, and I and I don't, you know, I, I hate saying that because I, sometimes I feel like I'm diminishing the value of an Alfred Collins or a Trill Carter uh, or a Vernon Broughton. Vernon probably had arguably his best game Saturday as well. So we um, and then we have some young guys on the come too. Dre Bledsoe is is coming, you know. Uh, Sadir Mitchell probably had his best week of practice last week. So I, I love that group. But those two guys, their veteran leadership that they provide, their ability to make plays at critical moments. This is two games in a row now where Sweat, uh, two or at least two games this year, where Sweat has made a fourth down stop, literally just defeating a, a, a single block. You know, it wasn't about scheme. It was him defeating his man to make the play. And so they're impactful players. They can provide pass rush. Um, but probably most importantly is their maturity. Those guys have both grown up a lot in our time, and they're, they're very helpful for the younger players. And maturity is going to be a big factor. 
come come Saturday against this Kansas team, against the Jalen Daniels that again didn't run the ball a lot against non-conference, didn't run the way the ball the didn't try to scramble as much, you know, really tried to be a passer, and I think he's going to try and be a passer against Texas first as well, but we know that some of those plays can break down. We know some of those plays, you know, if your defense and your secondary, the secondaries look pretty good. You know, you, you know Ryan Watts at points has, you know, been a little loose, but I think those are play calls. And, and you know, Manny Muhammad's been loose, but I think that's a play call. Uh, Jade Barron sometimes comes out of the games. I don't know what that's about. I think, you know, I know it's they're doing big packages. They'll pull Jade Barron out. I think you leave Jade Barron in a game like this as well. If Kansas wants to beat you just running the ball with running backs, you have to take that. Uh, and you you need your defensive line to step up in that case. I think you need to trust your defensive line in this scenario to keep your your as many DBs and as many you know game changing players on the field as you can. You may not want to switch to another linebacker in that situation. I love the linebackers. We'll get to them in a minute. But I'm more worried about keeping Jade Barron out there to try and not let anybody get behind him uh, because we know that he is just an electric player in that secondary. But on the defensive line, I trust those guys enough right now. I trust Byron Murphy. I trust Tavondre Sweat. You know, Alfred Collins and those other guys are able to come up because you have those the guys taking the front of the load. And, you know, we'll we'll talk about Byron Murphy. We got here on the text line, best two-way player, Byron Murphy. I'm with you. With Travis Hunter out, so Travis Hunter's gonna take it. If if he's playing, he might be better than Byron Murphy, uh, being a shutdown corner and a great wide receiver. But Byron Murphy, best two-way player. Here's Stark talking about Byron Murphy since you brought him up on the text line. Yeah, well Murph, um, you know, he's He's kind of built like a pit bull, man. Uh, you know, he, he's, he is strong. He's got really strong shoulders. He's extremely quick and powerful. He's got a very high football IQ, and he plays hard. And so those are all really cool prerequisites that you want to have as a defensive lineman, especially with his stature. Um, the one thing he provides for us offensively is, A, the football IQ is helpful, but B, the athleticism. He's got really good feet. His change of direction is excellent. You see that at D-line play, but you see it on offense too. I mean, we ran a lead play Saturday on the goal line, and he was able to kind of adjust off of it and, and kick the defender out to, to get Brooks in the end zone. Obviously, we saw the hands a couple weeks ago, so it takes athleticism too. It's one thing to know what to do and how to do it, but you have to have the ability, and uh, he definitely has the ability. Yeah, that's that's the difference of I think this Texas team in general this season and, and year three of of this regime with Sark with with PK that you're seeing more guys that we knew had the ability to do it, but now they have the scheme down, they have the planning down, they know what they're you know the game film they're watching that better. All of these things are being able to come together, but the ability was always there because you're recruiting these four or five stars that have that ability, but you need to be able to you know get them in the right position to win. They seem to be doing that this year. But I, I'm saying this game against Kansas, I trust the defensive line a little bit more. I don't necessarily try and switch my personnel groups so much to stop the run against this Kansas team when they try and come in big. You know, maybe if you're talking about on third and short, you do it. Uh, but I'd like to keep Jade Barron out there a little bit more. I know it's a way to kind of get him out of the game is to go big and put some more tight ends and you can still throw the ball or, or Jalen Daniels can run. But Jalen Daniels running. And Jalen Daniels throwing. Brings me to the lineup, the group that I think is going to be the most important of this game. If we're going to say what's the most important group, it's not, it's not anybody on offense. I think offense is going to be okay. 
You're going to be able to play against you know Kansas. We'll talk a little bit more about that tomorrow and Thursday and Friday. But I think that the offense will be okay. I think that if you're really looking at it on the defensive line, I'm not as worried about the defensive line. I know the safeties, you got to have them there, but I'm not going to say they're important because I'm not sure – because I don't know, I know what that safety, I feel like I know what the safety ceiling is. So they're going to be important. But who I think is going to be really important in this game is linebacker play. Because if the defensive line can go do their job, like I'm trusting them to do their job, then that linebacker play of not allowing Jalen Daniels the window, so he's going to have to throw into coverage, and you let your your top defensive backs go make plays because Jalen because Daniels has to throw it now, because an Anthony Hill or David Bendo, whoever does not overcommit and doesn't and does not allow him to get out. I want to see a big game from Anthony Hill here. I want to see a real big game from Anthony Hill where he's able to not try and be the star player, but still be the star player. We know J- Jalen Ford can do. We know he's going to go up there and try and make some big plays, but you want to be able to see them make the right reads. That they're able to get down and and stay in between, and stay and stay in that spot. That if it does go into a run, if Jalen Daniels does try and push it, or if it is a run play, they're able to come up. But if they're able to drop back and help out that secondary, let those safeties fall a little bit deeper back to not let guys get over the top of them. That middle ground for me is what's going to be so important against this Kansas team because we do need the safeties to stay back so they don't get beat over the top. But we also need to be able to make sure Jalen Daniels does not get it going. The linebacker is what we need. Anthony Hill, I want to see a ton of good plays from Anthony Hill, and I don't want to see him overcommitting. You know, Jalen Ford's going to be the guy linebacker. We know that. So you don't have to be trying to compete. You're, you've got your time coming up. Just be solid. Just be if you're put on an, uh, a QB spy, or if you just even if you're not a spy, but you're kind of you you know you need to stay on him. Stay on him. Another guy, David Benda. David Ben had a really good game against Baylor. That was the best game I've seen him play. He is a guy that has progressed. He is somebody that you just love to see what he has been able to do. You you love his story. You love that he's now playing at a level and being so important to this team that I don't think David Ben is going to be a spy. I don't think he's going to be in that position. But I think David Benda is going to be a guy who can go on those plays where Kansas tries to stretch it to the outside a bit more where you can then leave your defensive line to not have to be and try and stretch that defensive line out too much. I think David Benda is going to be a big game. Here was Sark yesterday talking about David Benda, his story, and how inspirational and how great David Benda being a big player on this team, what it can mean for Texas. I love love David Benda's story. You know, in this day and age of college football, uh, I I think we're, we're diminishing and losing the value of perseverance. And he is a prime example of perseverance that, you know, for two years, he's at best a role player, you know, spotty special teams play um, some games, you know, plays a few snaps, some not. Uh, but the, the stick to the the work ethic, um, the commitment to the program, like I said, he had his best offseason this offseason, his best spring, his best summer. Um, you know, and in the end, he's earning a degree from the University of Texas, which was part of the reason he chose to come to school here. And he's a frontline player for us now. He's a team leader. Um, hopefully that, that we celebrate those guys more nowadays because they're starting to become a dying breed. We, we, we don't see those guys as much anymore. It's nowadays if 
well, he's not starting as a true freshman or a, or a true sophomore. So what's wrong? Well, he's developed, you know, and development is, is a big key component to building your program and sustaining your program. Um, but the players need to recognize development too. And I think that's something that David recognized, that he continued to get better. He continued to work. They credit Jeff Choate, uh, our linebacker coach, for, for the work that he's done with him. And, and hopefully there's more examples of that as we move through this era of the transfer portal, that, that those guys that, that have that level of perseverance off the field to stick to something that they committed to doing, um, I think carry that perseverance onto the field with them as well. And um, I think David's just a, a really prime example of that. David Benda, for me, is going to be a big player in this game. He's somebody that remembers losing to Kansas. He's somebody that has worked very hard to help make Texas be what they are this season. He's somebody that embodies what it is that we all love about college sports. He's somebody that this matters to. This this really does matter to. And playing at home against Kansas, we know we can say it's a trap game. They're number 24 in the country. You can't look past this team. When you watch the game film, you know how good they are. Hell, this could be, right now, this is your, your what, third hardest game on the schedule? Because they're the only other ranked team you're playing right now. Alabama, OU, and Kansas. That's your ranked teams right now. Now we know K-State may get back into it. TCU may get back into it. Somebody else in the Big 12, hell, might step up. But right now, that, that's your, your third best opponent as chosen by the AP is Kansas. You can't look past your third best opponent, rank-wise. I don't think they are. But I think that linebacker play, Anthony Hill being there is a big point of it. And, you know, not letting Jalen Daniels use his experience to take over a freshman, to come out there and play a solid game. Jalen Ford to be Jalen Ford. Show why he should have been the Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year last year. And David Benda. And I know what happened to David's G. It's just like the P in Pflugerville, man. You just got to get it the PF out. David Benda is going to be a big piece of this game for me. I want to see it. I want to see it good. We know Brian Murphy is going to be good. We know Tavondre Sweat's going to kill it. Johnny Barron will play on the outside, going to be big. All those guys. That defense is big. This is a defensive game for Texas. Defense is going to matter. You're, this may be your best offensive opponent. You know, I know the offense is better this year at Oklahoma, but I think Kansas is probably better offense right now because their defense ain't there. We know Oklahoma wants to play defense. You know Alabama wants to play defense. Kansas wants to play offense. They want to play defense, but they want to play offense. They may be the one. They may be the team that is the most balanced that you're not going to be able to put up 70 on. But they're also going to play offense. The defense, this is it. This is PK's test this week. If he can get through this, this defense can focus and go into that, really show something big going into the rest of the season. Beginning into that, I think you know this leads into the poll of the day. Patrick's Big Fat Poll of the Day on the Horn. Text line 512-337-3776. 512-337-3776 is the text line number. Join the show. Here's a poll of the day, guys. We asked yesterday who the MVP was. Uh, in the game, I believe you guys went with Jonathan Brooks. Uh, Quinn Ewers was up there. Byron Murphy was up there. Uh, Jalen Ford was, I believe, fourth, which, I mean, if that tells you, if Jalen Ford, who had an amazing game, was your fourth in that poll, that there was a lot of good play in that game. But here's what I want to ask you today. So we just talked about all these different position groups for Texas, all these different things that could be something for Texas and that need to show up. The safeties, the, the defensive backs, the D-line, the linebackers. We talked about that. 
We know on offense, you still have to be able to run the ball. The O-line's got to play well. You can't have penalties, man. I'll play that clip tomorrow. Start talking about penalties and why why at home they have more penalties on the, on the road. Seems silly to me, but that's, that's what it's been. Here's a question. 512-337-3776. What position group needs to improve the most for Texas this week? What position group needs to improve the most for Texas this week? Where do you want to see the most improvement? I think the linebackers have played well, but maybe you want to see it there. Maybe you want to see this linebacker group led by Jalen Ford, who should have been the defensive player of the year last year. Maybe this group, you say, I want to see them improve. Maybe it's the safeties. Maybe you want to see the safeties come out and have that big game. And, you know, the rotation has been set up for this. And now the rotation works. And Catalan and Jaron Thompson and Taff and Dave Williams, and everybody has a great game. And they all, they all put together. Defensive backs, Jade Barron, Manny Muhammad, Ryan, Ryan Watts. All, all those guys are able to get out there and maybe get a couple picks and turnovers. Do the, we know, I don't know the D-line could be even in this conversation of improving, but if they can, man, it would be pretty crazy to see that. Or is it on the offense? What Do you tell me. Tell me what it is, why you think they need to improve, and uh, give me whatever you think. Whatever else you think about this Texas game against Kansas, whatever you all want to talk about, that's what we have on the text line, 512 512- Three three seven three seven seven six, and I know special teams. That's easy one. I, well, I that's when we're going to take for granted that they need to be able to did not muff the punts. We know that, but you can put it in there. That's the one. Hit special teams five one two three three seven three seven seven six. Keep those texts coming in. What do y'all? What do y'all want to talk about? What a what Texas? Do you have any questions about this Texas game? What are you looking forward to? Any predictions? Any worries about Texas versus Kansas? Anything else coming up about the Cowboys? We'll get into some more Cowboys talk a little bit later. Uh, any NFL, you got anything for that? 512-337-3776. We come back. We'll talk a little, we'll get into some of your texts. We'll talk a little bit more Texas football, and we'll get into uh, Jim Rome had Lance Leopold on the show on Monday. We will play you some of that interview of him talking to the Kansas head coaches. We get further ready for Kansas versus Texas on Saturday. Here right here on the Sports Complex on the Horn 1019 and 1260, the Horn app and hornfm.com. Patrick Davis and the Sports Complex, weekday afternoons on The Horn. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. Ain't snooping around the door. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. Ain't snooping around the door. You can wag your tail, but I ain't gonna feed you no more. Back in the sports complex here on the horn. Keeping the music rolling with uh, theme of the week. It is National Dog Week. So we're playing dog theme songs and songs with dog in the title and whatever else with dogs. Dog adjacent songs we're playing all week here on the sports complex for National Dog Week. You can text in your dog pictures. They were making me happy yesterday. 512-337-3776. If you got a, a lovely dog, my, my boy Lou hangs out with me here in the studio every day. Uh, you know, I, I, I started bringing him around. You know, other dogs were here at the radio station. They'd say, bring yours in, bring yours in. And then I brought him in one day, and then I didn't bring him in the next day. And they're like, where's Lou? And now, if I don't bring him in, they don't like me as much as they like the dog. So he has to come every day now. So he comes in, and, he, you know, he does good. Doesn't bark during the show. He's a good boy. But, yeah, it's National Dog Week here. 512-337-3776 is the text line. Uh, if you want to send in whatever you want to talk about Texas football, we're talking about 
uh, what position you want to see most improved, what position group you want to see most improved uh, this week against Kansas. It is going to be a big test. You are taking on the number 24 team in the country, and they should probably be higher. Uh, I know it's probably just the fact that they're Kansas means that they're, you know, people don't believe in them. But this is a team that, you know, this is part of having that transfer portal, the NIL, that programs like Kansas are now able to start pushing, you know, are starting are starting to be able to get the game, get a little bit, you know, more even for some of these schools to be able to get guys that maybe, you know, don't want to go to Kansas straight out of high school, that they think it's a basketball school, but they're changing that narrative now. It's always been hard to change it because, you know, by the time these guys get anybody in there and, you know, you know, they were trying to how many times we just saw people going trying to get JUCO guys and do whatever you could, but they weren't always necessarily the culture fit. What Lance Leopold done there has been amazing. So, you know, Maybe Kansas doesn't get the reputation. I don't know why Oregon State and Washington State do. That still blows my mind that the Pac-2 is both still in the top 25. Oregon State loses a game to Washington State, and they go, well, we ranked them both too high, but they're both still in. I still don't get the Pac-12 love this year. I don't I don't know if they just feel bad for them because the conference broke up, but they're giving them a lot. Six teams in the top 25. Four in the top 10. The most the top in the top 10. They have, and I mean, they're the bottom four in the top 10, but the most in the top 10, the Pac-12. Crazy. SEC is the only conference with more teams in the uh, in the top 25 than the Pac-12. Crazy. But Big 12, three, one of those is Kansas. We take them on this week. Lance Leopold is the head coach. He has done an amazing job at, at Kansas. He has done an amazing job. And, again, I, I'll tell you, we know the easy answer on the text line is going to be special teams. And – I, look, I can get that. I'd like to get you another answer, too. I'd like you to have something else other than that. And I, you know, if they don't muff those two punts, special teams did just fine. I, I get it's two muff punts. That's a big deal. It's two turnovers or three muff punts and two turnovers in there. But I get that. I, I get special teams. I, I'm, I'm trying to get you to go a little deeper. We'll, we'll talk about something else. Uh, but, yes, I, I agree with you. Special teams definitely does need to improve. You've got to clean up the turnover margin. You can't be turning the ball over like that, especially you were able to do it against Baylor because they're not very good, uh, but you cannot do that against a Kansas team because that is that is probably 14 points that you would have given up in that game. I agree with you, but whatever else you want to say. Send it in whatever groups you want to see. Tell me why. And, and with special teams, we know. We know. <laughs> they had a bad game against Baylor. A bad game against Baylor. Uh, we'll get to your text. In just a minute, I do want to play this interview, though, uh, Lance Leopold was on Jim Rome, which you can hear here on the Horn uh, weekdays 11 to 2 in the afternoon before Rich Eisen, before me. And uh, Lance Leopold was on the show talking about t- Kansas football, kind of getting you ready for the week, getting you ready for Kansas football because this is, we, we're not, it's not a trap game for us. We're going to be ready. We're going to show the respect, and the fans are going to show up big at DKR on Saturday. Make sure people know, make sure Kansas knows this is Texas home. There is no trap game. Texas is going to win. Here's an interview that Jim Rome had with Lance Leopold on Monday right here on the Horn and Jim Rome's own show. Joining us right now is the head football coach of the Kansas Jayhawks. He's in his third season in that capacity. The Jayhawks opened up Big 12 conference play by beating BYU 38-27. to They improved to 4-0 on the season. They are ranked 24th in this week's AP poll, and they've got a huge one coming up this weekend. They take on number three, Texas, in Austin, Saturday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. We are joined by the head coach of the Jayhawks, Lance Leipold. Lance, it is so good to have you back on. How are you? 
I'm doing well, Jim. Great to be with you again. Hope you're doing well. I'm doing great. It's good to have you back, Coach. Thanks so much. Before we talk about this weekend, why don't we take a look back? You rallied from that three-point halftime deficit. You beat BYU in the Cougars' Big 12 debut. What was your biggest takeaway from the win? And then how pleased were you with the toughness and the grit that your team showed in the second half? Yeah, I, I think you hit it on the head there. It was a toughness and grit. Um, we've challenged our guys that we needed to be more physical on both sides of the ball this season. They have. We had two de- defensive touchdowns in the game, uh, one by Kenny Logan right there to, to get us started in the second half. But, Jimmy, you know, the other part is the ex- the experience and poise of this group. You know, we're a pretty young football team two years ago, youngest Power 5 team in the country. And now that experience is, is taking over for us. And there was a presence in the locker room at halftime that really kind of helped us take over the second half. Now, Lance, you and I have talked about what you inherited and what you've built. And when you talk about the experience, is there now an expectation, an expectation that something good is going to happen as opposed to something bad is going to happen? And what's that? say about the culture that you've built well it, it does it, it says something about how our, our players have responded and, and to what we expect of them and they've worked extremely hard and i'm awful proud of them i'm proud of our our staff because we've gone in at halftime jim and and, and it's been like a morgan there and or a high level of frustration and now this group and through our leaders in our program have really taken over and and you see these type of uh changes uh, in the second half so that's exciting and uh now, now we got to be able to get back and go on the road, play an awful tough football team. Awfully tough football team. Lance Leipold joining us. You know, when you and I spoke back in April during spring practice, you said your quarterback, Jalen Daniels, belonged in the conversation of best quarterbacks in college football. It's really high praise given how deep the position is this year. He had another big game. He had three touchdowns. He had no INTs on Saturday. He's completing 75% of his passes this season. Is it time for Heisman voters to start paying more attention to what he's doing? Well, I think they're going to get a chance on Saturday, uh, you know, and that's going to be big for him and our football team. But, you know, he's to us, he's a pretty special player. And, I, and I'm watching some of those highlights there, his touch on what he's done. I said also in that game, Jim, I, I think he did a great job with his legs of uh, scrambling, keeping plays alive and getting us some key first downs. And, uh, you know, he's a leader of our offense and of our football team. And, and he's, you know, and he, I, we think he's an awful special player. All right, so we've been talking about Saturday. Since you referenced that, let me just jump ahead to it. You're going to face one of the most skilled teams in the country. You head to Austin to take on number three, Texas. An absolutely incredible challenge, but an amazing opportunity for Kansas. You're going for your first road win against a ranked opponent since 1995. I know you're watching film. What impresses you most about Texas as you break this thing down? Well... I think what what jumps at you offensively, you know, Steve Sarkeesian is one of the best play callers in the country. Um, we pride ourselves here, Jim, about the you know that we spread the ball around, a lot of personnel groupings, a lot of motions and shifts. They do the same thing, and they do an excellent job. And they've got speed and athleticism in every spot. A big up physical offensive line. Defensively, I think the biggest. Things that keep changing. I, I think their defensive fronts playing at a high level, very physical group, athletic all over in the back seven. So as you said, what a great opportunity for, for 
for the Kansas Jayhawks to go down there and being ranked to play in a ranked team such as such as Longhorns. I mean, it's incredible. Lance, going back to your offense for a minute, I think you guys also have a lot of balance and do a lot of things really well. It goes without saying, it, as much pride and as grateful as you are to have the quarterback that you have, it also helps to have a solid running attack. You guys pounded out 221 yards on the ground, led by Devin Neal, who had 91 yards against BYU. How pleased are you with his play specifically yep. and the work of the big dudes up front well you know again devin devin's probably you know the if jalen's 1a he's 1b in this thing because of his abilities um to carry the ball um but the thing he does he's a complete back now he he's been able to make plays in the receiving game he's a solid pass protector but again he's the threat because for us to be effective as you said we want to be balanced but uh for a third-year player, he's playing at a high level once again. We have his backup is back healthy, and Daniel Highshaw and Daniel's averaging close to seven yards of carry as well. So the one-two punch of those guys are going to be needed. But again, uh, uh, again, a, a nice compliment to what Jalen and our passing game does. We're talking Jayhawk football, huge matchup, Kansas at Texas coming up this weekend. You know, you beat me to it. I was going to ask you about the defense, and you mentioned that yourself off the top. College football obviously is so so much about high scoring and offenses that are high octane and high powered. It seems to me defensive achievements do get overlooked. Your team forced those three BYU turnovers. The defense did score. 14 points. In other words, a huge day for your defense. Is this one of the most opportunistic defenses that you've coached? And then what's working best on that side of the ball in your mind? Well, well, that's a loaded one. You know, I, I think it's right up there right now. And, and again, we haven't been that type of defense in our first two seasons. And we've made an emphasis on the physicality and being more aggressive. Um, the nice thing is, is the, the whole back seven is back. Um, you know, for two straight years, uh, Kobe Bryant was just named Big 12 Defense Player of the Week. You know, he he had the interception and the forced fumble for a touchdown. You know, he was. You know, we played with three guys in the secondary down in Austin two years ago, Jim, and, and I don't know if anybody weighed over 165 pounds. This group has grown. They've matured. They've become stronger, and the game slows down for them a little bit, and they're taking advantage of it with some aggressiveness. You know, last you talk about, and because you and I have had conversations, I'm really amazed. Not amazed. I'm really intrigued by the transformation of the program. Every coach I talk to talks about culture. I'm curious how this works. Like, do you get a complete buy-in from the players and then the wins naturally follow or do you only get that complete buy-in after you have the wins? Which comes first or can you not have one without the other? I I don't know if you can have one without the other. I, I think what this program went through that really helped us was they found that we were going to hold them accountable with structure and accountability on and off the field in every facet of their life. And it was going to be consistent. And I think that's what young men want. They want to be treated fairly, coached. They want to be given the opportunity. But we were going to hold them accountable from class attendance and tutoring, from uh, weigh-ins with the nutritionists to themselves in the weight room. And then when they start seeing some improvement, maybe personally or holistically as a team, some of that buy-in really skyrockets. And I think that what that's what of line for us right now. I was going to say, it sounds holistic to me is what that is. So Lance, you know how this goes, right? You were rewarded with that contract extension in November. It runs through the 2029 season. 
But when I say you know how this goes, what I mean is big-time college sports, the more success you have, the more your name is going to get connected to coaching openings. This time it's Michigan State. I know you're focused on Texas, and because of that, you don't want distractions of any sort. So how do you handle the speculation internally? In other words, is it something you address with your players, who I'm guessing probably have come across it on social media? Um, Well... I was hoping we'd get through this interview, Jim, without that. <laughs> but, uh, uh, of course, I know you're going to be on top of it. But, you know, I haven't at this time because that's all speculation and all those things. They know from last year how myself, my wife, our staff feels about being in Lawrence, Kansas. We have um, unfinished business here. We have great support from our athletic director, Travis Goff, our chancellor, Doug Gerard, and it's the best alignment I've ever been a part of. And uh, and then we've got a new stadium on the horizon. We've got new facilities. We've done some renovations. And right now we're going to focus on making this the best football program it can possibly be. Hey, listen, I was hoping to get through the interview without asking you, but that is the job, as you know. And we also know the grass is not always greener. Lance, I really appreciate it. As I mentioned, it's a terrific challenge, but an awesome opportunity coming up this weekend. Can't wait to see how you guys do on the road. Great to have you back on the show. Appreciate the visit. Appreciate the relationship and good luck this weekend. Thank you very much, Jim. Appreciate it again. And uh, you have a great week and rock chalk. Rock chalk. Lance Leipold, he's done an amazing job there. He really has. We don't need to have Rock Chuck on this station. Not this week. Uh, there's Lance Leipold, head coach of the Kansas uh, Jayhawks football team there on Jim Rome. Airs weekdays uh, 11 to 2 right here on the horn. Jim Rome does. Uh, getting you ready for Kansas versus Texas. It is. It is kind of a two programs kind of growing at a similar pace, getting ready but Texas is Texas, Kansas is Kansas, and there was a lot further for Kansas to go. So they're doing well. But we're on a similar trajectory. That we're both going uh we're both moving upward direction. Can Texas has the skill players. Texas can get it done. They just need to show. And I, I know we talked about this yesterday. That Texas being the number three team in the country doesn't always feel like that. You know, I, I you know, been burned too many times in the recent years that you you don't want to get your hopes up. This is going to be a big week to get into that. We're asking you on the text line, 512-337-3776. 512-337-3776 is the text line. We're asking you what position group you'd like to see improve the most this weekend. We know special teams. We know. You can send it in if you want. Not hating on anybody texting in. You can send that in. We know the special teams. What else? Where do you want to see on the defense or the offense that you think needs to have the most improvement that you want to see take another step forward? We're going to get to those texts. Uh, we're also going to start talking some uh, Cowboys, some NFL, uh, maybe even a little NBA here in the 6 o'clock hour. So if you got anything you want to put in uh, about the NFL, Cowboys, anything you've got on a Tuesday after a day of decompressing and, and taking in the Cowboys versus Cardinals game, that you want to send in to talk about 512-337-3776. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we will get in to your text. We will continue our discussion on Texas, Kansas. We'll start to get into a little NFL talk, and we'll get you to the top of the hour. 6 o'clock, we'll go a little bit more. Sports Complex right here on the Horn 1019 AM 1260, the Horn app, and hornfm.com. Patrick Davis and the Sports Complex. Weekday afternoons, only on the horn. I love, I love my dog. Yes, I love, 
Back on the Sports Complex here on The Horn. Playing songs about dogs all week here. It is National Dog Week here on in America, I guess. I guess it's a national, so I guess it's an American holiday. I do get asked a lot. That is Sublime with I Love My Dog. I do get asked if I name my dog Lou after Sublime. That is not the case. I named my dog after Lou Graham for Foreigner. He's musically based, but when I found him, he was very dirty. It took four baths to get him clean, and so he is named Lou after Lou Graham from Foreigner, not from Sublime. So a little Patrick Dog info for you on a Tuesday afternoon. We're going to get to your text. 512-337-3776 is the text line. Uh, we've asked you guys uh, what position group you'd like to see improve the most that you're kind of worried about a little bit this week. You're not too worried, but you'd like to see them step up and have a big game. It's kind of what we're looking for. We know special teams. We all know special teams. But I'm sure it's going to come up several times. Defensive secondary. Yeah, we do want to see that secondary. The I don't know if the the defensive backs have you know didn't look necessarily great last week. They did have some good plays, uh, but they weren't. There was plays where they were exposed. I think they played loose a little bit. That was kind of the plan to stay behind guys. And the secondary was staying behind a little bit more. And the safeties were safety still got beat. Uh, but I could I could see that. We want to see a little bit more. Maybe a turnover in the secondary would be nice. Uh, Nevada played a good game versus Kansas. Definitely held the QB Daniels down for the most part. Take some film and use that. He They did. Nevada did have a good game plan against Kansas. I do think there was something to be said that I think they were kind of holding back Jalen Daniels. Uh, he didn't play week one. I think they were kind of holding him back. Didn't want him to take too many hits before a big 12 play. Uh, now they're going to air him out a little bit. And especially this week, you are going to let Jalen Daniels go do whatever he has to do to win the game. But I think Lance Leopold, again, he knows this season is not about this week. They want to be able to play for the Big 12 championship. They can lose to Texas and still make that Big 12 championship game. So I think he knows keeping Jalen Daniels healthy, keeping this team going forward is the main goal for Kansas. They're going to come out and give you everything, though. And so I don't think they were necessarily holding out Daniels and not having him run as much for Texas, but I think they were doing it for the Big 12 as a whole. So there may be something that you can pull out of that, but I would use use caution I don't know if it was all Nevada. Thank you to Longhorn Lubbock for the dog picture. Love the dog pictures on National Dog Week. Uh, you want to see the cornerbacks and execution to the best of our collective ability will win the game comfortably. I don't know comfortably. I don't know if I'm going to be comfortable on Saturday. I think we'll be okay. I think we'll be fine, but I don't know if I'm comfortable. I'm not going to go with comfortable. Uh, R.E.P. Brooks Robinson, famous Baltimore Oriole and all-time great. Uh, you know, I think Orioles don't need another reason to be good. This season, luckily, he got to see the Orioles start to come on the up. Uh, oh, we're having a great season, but yeah, rest in peace, Brooks Robinson. Let's get to one more text and we'll take a break. Uh, this one's easy, Patrick. Special teams, they've been really good, but three muff punts and a missed field goal will get you beat. Yes, it will. Small mistakes and the special teams, which is something that I've raved about. Jeff Banks is one of my favorite coaches, he is a great recruiter, he's a great motivator. Uh, but they do, do need to focus, and I think that, that is a team that has some younger guys on it in different positions, and maybe they're not as invested in the game because they're not getting in in other positions. So they may be let off a little bit on just making sure they had their assignments perfectly right. But I agree with you, special teams need to move up. We're going to take a break so we can get back to the top of the hour. We're going to talk some NFL. We're going to talk uh, maybe a little NBA. 
throw in a little MLB update for you. We'll try and get to all of that in the 6 o'clock hour. And, of course, more of your text, 512-337-3776. Who do you want to see improved? Who do you want to have a big game this Saturday to help beat Kansas? They're playing over at DKR. You want to talk some NFL, want to talk some college, send in those texts, 512-337-3776. We'll be back this t- the second hour of the Sports Complex, coming up here on the Horn 1019 and 1260, the Horn app and hornfm.com.